Hi folks, welcome back to the Inadequate Naturalist, the best podcast for nature lovers and advocates. Today we have a really special treat. We have an expert on dietary alternatives and sustainable provision in the modern age here in the studio. She's done talks from Buford, Georgia to Pitcher, Oklahoma, and is undeniably a terrific orator. Without further ado, we welcome an expert from Fraudulent University, Trinity Morigia Snyder, to the podcast. Hi there, thank you for having me. Of course. There's clearly a global issue with the poor consideration of the everyday human diet. What are dietary alternatives, actually? It essentially refers to the extraction of certain conventionally included food groups or typically unhealthy components, such as saturated fats. There's a variety of these food options available nowadays, from plant-based meat to oat milk and even low-fat yogurt, and they're helping found the future for generations to come. That all sounds fantastic, but why are people switching to these diets, and how does this connect to the food production industry and the framework behind it? That's a large question. So we need to start at the basics. Even as meat consumption increases annually, more and more people are switching to plant-based diets. These are consumer decisions that actually have an impact on the direction and ethical traceability of food production. Wait, wait, wait. What is ethical traceability exactly? Basically, it's the accountability of businesses to maintain integrity to be completely transparent with their customer base. People want to ensure that the commodities they're purchasing aren't having concealed ethical or environmental consequences, such as the restrictive containment of cows or threatening of near and extinct wildlife. The rise in demand for informational accessibility has sparked European regulations referring to this exact subject. This shows that people's concerns and decisions to reform their palate and political advocacy have a tangible impact on the industries that enable the supply chain. Well, this seems like a self-resolving situation, right? The business do rapacious operations and the people stop it? Well, no. (laughs) Even when there's increasing regulation, it's difficult to get a better understanding of the practical scope of sustainable production, and we often need to consult comprehensive models. Despite there being multiple models that analyze the ethical aspects, these often fail to incorporate societal or even economic circumstances. This complicates the starting grounds for much needed discourse about the everyday humanity of what we eat. Without these discussions, we can't further government intervention or establish the necessity for action. Wow, that's really interesting and concerning on many levels. Could you possibly discuss how this could relate to the environment? Sure. These alternative dietary options mainly consist of vegan or vegetarian varieties, which limits the intake of certain types of meat, mainly red meat. This is essential because not all meats are made equal. In fact, there's a disproportionate amount of greenhouse gases generated between types of livestock. Due to the release of considerable amounts of methane into the atmosphere, beef has the highest emission intensity. Wait, what is highest emission intensity mean? Well, it really means that there's nearly 300 kilograms of carbon dioxide equivalent or CO2 EQ produced per kilogram of protein, which is approximately twice that of smaller remnants and milk. Cows are ultimately the most inefficient and environmentally costly livestock to raise, restraining pasture land, consuming fresh water, and releasing greenhouse gases. But the general 
detrimental effects don't stop there. Oh, really? Really. Another reason people should and have abandoned red meat is the risks that come with the dietary deficiency of fiber and nutrients like fruits, vegetable, legumes, fish, and nuts and seeds paired with the overconsumption of red meat. Red meat contains concentrations of heme iron, which carries with it the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Additionally, it diminishes the muscle tissues, ability to utilize glucose, switching from glucose to fatty acid oxidation, and potentially increasing insulin resistance in the bloodstream. So in your own interpretation, what does this tell us? I believe a larger reliance on these alternative dietary options could help resolve issues related to the meat consumption, both environmental and health-wise. It's also important that we provide more substitutional products onto the mainstream market, more available options for those willing to take that opportunity. Lastly, we need to demand more of these industries, convince larger agencies that this is what consumers want and we won't settle for less. Wow. Well, thank you for your departure from your tour to teach us so much. Again, this is May 25th, 2021, and that was Trini Morrigia Snyder. Thank you so much for joining us.